Mechanics of Reddit, what vehicles will you absolutely not buy or drive due to what you've seen at work? Never buy a car the first year they redesign or remodel it. Always run into issues that they fix the second or third year they release it. This is probably good advice for more than just vehicles. Do not buy Ford Fiesta or Focus automatics from 2012 to 2016. Their power steering is messed up. Their transmission is messed up. Both had a class action lawsuit out. Not a mechanic and not in the US. Currently living in Mexico. Graveyards in Mexico are filled with people dead from car crashes in the Nissan Suru. A complete piece of crap with wheels that has zero stars in safety. Parts are cheap and gas mileage is good, but they're just coffins with wheels. Just this year, Nissan Mexico is going to cease its production. Three years after the Latin NCAP made the security tests and scored zero in everything. Even with all these facts, it's the most bought and and stolen car in Mexico. Gen 1 Porsche Cayenne. They're getting cheap enough for most people to afford, but the cost of maintenance is ridiculous. That goes with any premium manufacturer. You always got to keep the maintenance cost in mind. You might get something dirt cheap with a really nice badge and name on it, but it's going to cost you a lot to fix it up come time. 2012 to 2016 Ford Focus. The clutches go constantly to the point where they made it a service bulletin, and it continues to happen after the warranty is up. Yeesh, we're only this far in and we've gotten two red flags on the Ford Focus. That's not a good sign. When I was looking to buy a used car, I found a Land Rover for 2K. My father, who was a mechanic, said to me, yeah, it'd look great on the back of a tow truck. My dad's a mechanic and he always says Volkswagen New Beetles. My first car was a Volkswagen New Beetle. Needed a new radiator? Guess the whole front end is coming off. Again. I had to work on one of those, but the problem I had with it was that it was the largest feeling car I'd ever driven. Yes, it's a tiny thing and I knew the front bumper was only like 3 feet in front of me, but it felt like the car's a mile long. I worked for a major Japanese auto designer you're all familiar with. We used to do an event where we took a vehicle apart piece by piece, every single piece, inspecting, weighing, measuring, and comparing them to our parts. We did this for every design model and with every competitor. Never once was any Chrysler vehicle mentioned, not even in comparison documents. It was the ultimate disrespect. They weren't even considered a competitor, not even for some portion of their vehicles. I saw a lot of different cars broken down and close up. I have a lot of good things to say about competitors, but Chrysler Dodge Jeep is not one of them. You go. Although it's pushed to start, just make sure to keep your back straight when pushing us to not injure yourself. All that's not the greatest vote of confidence, is it? Subarus are great cars, except for the Tribeca. At work, we call them turds. I don't know if I've ever even heard of the Tribeca. Chrysler Sebring, specifically the V6. Alright, that's a couple warnings for Chrysler owners now. We're keeping tallies here. Any new model automatic focus. The manual transmission are fine, but the automatics are the most trash pieces of crap. We've had multiple come in with less than 5k miles with transmission leaks. I've not driven one that doesn't shudder when you accelerate from a stop. My god, the focus is getting destroyed out there. I just bought a used Suzuki Swift for cheap, only to find that Suzuki has pulled it out of North America entirely. We've already had issues with it, so this is gonna go great. Always look into that kind of thing before buying a car. You need to know you're gonna be able to reliably get it fixed. 
My mechanic tells me never to touch an out-of-warranty BMW. He owns two and says the electronic gremlins have driven him insane and are virtually unfixable by a non-dealer mechanic, requiring things like circuit board replacements, proprietary software readers, and things like that. That's why my friend keeps his 1995 BMW. It's one of the last ones you can work on yourself. Of course, that means at this stage in its life he's working on it a lot and there's not much he can do about the body rusting. Mercedes-Benz are going to put my kid through college. Every part is artificially inflated and I have a theory that every job takes some messed up specialty tool just so you have to be at the dealer or a German shop. Also, any Cadillac with the North Star V8. Just heck no. Also Dodge. New ones are garbage and old ones will run for 400k but the body is going to rust off the frame by 100. The Reliant Robin. Never trust a car with three wheels. Never. If you guys haven't seen the Top Gear clip of this car, seriously, go check that out after you're done with this video. The Reliant Robin. I have a love-hate relationship with my old Land Rover Discovery 1. More than capable, but stupid crap broke. What made me get rid of it? The freaking door handles. Couldn't get dealer replacements and used ones were going for over $300 a set. Made me say screw it and I junked it. Alright, that's Land Rovers coming in a couple times now. The Pontiac Sunfire. I own two and you have to take the front wheel off to do an oil change. Worst design choice ever. When I lived in Japan, I had a van that required me to remove the ashtray to check the oil. I thought it was a joke when I was reading the instructions, but nope. Other than that, ran like a champ. It was a Mazda Bongo Friendy Turbo Diesel. That's a pretty cool name for a van. Can we get stuff like that in North America? I've come across a few wrecks involving smart cars. The best thing I can say about them is that they aren't hard for the fire department to pry open and get the body out. I had to drive a smart car for a tech job in Michigan. One of the clients was being lazy and the owner asked me to drop off a laptop on the way back to the office, so I ended up in a different lane than I would normally be in. I stopped at a busy intersection and I look into my rear view mirror and notice a car is coming up pretty quickly, 40 miles per hour. No way he saw the light. Older guy, not sure if he was distracted or not. He slams directly into me. Strangely, I wasn't scared so much as angry when I realized what was about to happen. He slams into my back and I figure it's probably the end of me. I get pushed into the guy in front of me and I can feel an ache, but I walk out pretty much unscathed. The back of the car looked impeccable. The front that got pushed into the other car was smashed to heck. No airbag or anything. Thanks, seatbelt. It started leaking fluids and the car itself was totaled, but I got out okay. Still debating if that was lucky or not, but a question for different subreddits. The most concerning part about that is that the airbag didn't deploy. Isn't that like the one thing that's supposed to happen? Smart cars do look like they would crumple pretty easily though. A lot of comments say Dodge. What is it about Dodge? Is it all Dodge vehicles? I thought their trucks were supposed to be pretty reliable. I have a Dodge Neon and it runs like a piece of crap, but there seems to be little that anyone can actually do to kill it, and it's really cheap to fix. Yeah, but they're really cheap to fix for a reason. They're built really cheap. That's why it runs like crap. 
My immediate family all drive Honda. We're all good friends with the owner of a local dealership. We've all had multiple models hit 200k plus without issues. I've had my Accord for 11 years and have about 210 miles on it. And last week was my most expensive repair. Replace the battery lead cables. $200 said and done. We've driven pilots, Accords, Odysseys, Civics. Not an issue. I'll never buy a car that isn't a Honda or Acura. Opposite end of the spectrum, a lot of Japanese makes are very reliable. Honda is always a top contender because they tend to be very affordable. And as our original poster pointed out, repairs are typically pretty cheap as well. I own a frame and suspension shop. My answer, Dodge. Alright, Chrysler Dodge Jeep is getting crushed out there. To be fair, Jeeps haven't been called out in particular yet, but they are all the same manufacturer. Mercedes-Benz G-Wagon. They may look nice, some people think so, but they're uncomfortable as heck to drive in. Extremely expensive to fix and upkeep, and tend to break fairly often. Not a mechanic, but from my experience, screw any Taurus made around the year 2000. They'll run forever, but you don't want them to. The windshields leak and the insulation under the carpet is made out of some recycled fiber that smells disgusting when it gets wet. Son of a Mazda mechanic here. If you live in the north or anywhere it gets remotely cold, do not buy an RX-8. It won't work three to four months out of the year and will need constant expensive care in the other months. Any US Navy submarine. Talk about overpriced. And parts? Good luck. We don't have any money. Oh, it's a nuclear part? Never mind about us being broke. Here's $400 for that 2-inch O-ring. May as well order 12 of them while you're at it. Source, nuclear mechanic in the US Navy. You know, the thread is open to vehicles, so this qualifies. Dodge Grand Caravan, 60,000 miles on it and I've replaced the rear brakes five times and it already has a misfire. Mark another one for Dodge. First and foremost, no Chrysler products, ever. No Chrysler, no Jeep, no Dodge. They're trash vehicles made by a trash company out of trash parts. The diesel engines in the trucks are the only thing worth a damn, and they don't make them. The old Jeep inline six was great too, but everything they put it in would fall apart around it. I know most people reading this aren't in the market for one, but Land Rovers are hot garbage. Expect screwy electrical issues that have your mechanic chasing his tail for the life of the vehicle. Anything German is going to be too expensive to fix, with the exception being Volkswagen. And even if they can rack up the miles on the odometer, you'll have tons of stupid problems from cheap manufacturing. Alright, someone start digging the grave for Chrysler. Ran a bumper-to-bumper all-makes-and-models shop in Las Vegas on the edge of Summerlin, our rich area. To start, I'd like to specifically point out the Suzu Rodeo. I won't even work on one. I turn them away at the door. Haven't found one without more repairs than it's worth. BMWs can be a monster. They're just super expensive for parts and not always as well-engineered as you'd be led to believe. Mercedes, Mitsubishi, and Audi also have expensive parts. Dodge, as has been said, has really dropped the ball for the last few decades. I drive a 70s in decent shape. When it comes to GM and Ford cars, their upper tier is alright, but the mid and lower tiers are junk. Buy a Nissan or Toyota, please. Even a Honda. GM and Ford are truck dealers, and they know it. Lastly, I can specifically point out the GM Cadillac Northstar engine, found in 90s and 2000s models. It puts Dodge to shame. Leaks from every seal and the starter motor, an otherwise common part, is located 
located in the valley of the engine, literally the center of the motor, under the lower intake manifold. I think the book time is like six or eight hours. Most starters are close to one hour labor. The 90s models even have a liquid-cooled alternator. You know, like the new age liquid-cooled PCs. Let's run our water into our electrics. Except car engines get much hotter, vibrate non-stop, and are expected to go further than your PC. Lot of insight from that user. Again though, a lot of repeat names too. Claims adjuster here. I've seen more than a handful of Hondas, Civics, and Accords hit a deer full speed and still be able to drive them to a safe location. Solid. I love how in a thread where we're supposed to be talking crap about crappy cars, we're actually hearing some upvotes for Honda. My mechanic told me never to buy a Volkswagen, so I bought an Audi. The turbo failed at 100k. For those of you who aren't aware, Volkswagen owns Audi. Everyone laughed when I bought my Kia, but I don't see it listed here. Knock on wood. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kia got their crap together in the middle of 2006. There's actually a 2006 model of the Kia Optima and then a much better 2006.5 model. From that model onward, they've been decent cars. The running joke about old Kia was they were so cheap you could buy two, one to drive and one to take parts from. A cheap Escort or a brown probe. We're still talking about cars, right? Franchise garage technician slash state vehicle inspector here. Any Cadillac with the North Star V8 engine. It has a feature that shuts cylinders off at low load to save fuel, but makes a lot of noise when active. For miles per gallon gain that aren't really impressive today. Something like 2025 City Highway. It's also notorious for leaking oil. It's been engineered to be able to run for up to 50 miles with no oil. Because designing an oilless engine is easier than fixing all the leaks in a North Star. I've I've never seen one not leaking out of somewhere. Next, about German luxury. They're not inherently bad cars, but maintenance is more expensive than most folk expect. 
So people buy used thinking they're a steal secondhand, and then a year later they've got no-name Chinese tires, squeaky brakes, and five warnings lit up on the dash because their 2002 Taurus only took two $30 oil changes every year. Why would this be different? Honestly though, I think the drivers put me off more than anything. Caddy, and especially Nissan, just attract a certain kind of person. That car is either spotless and new or the grossest pit of human goo you'll ever sit in. Crumbs in between everywhere, dank smelling ashtrays in the cup holders, all the surfaces are sticky, and weird dark spots in the cloth seats where a person would normally go. Nasty stuff. We've had a few references to this specific engine from Cadillac now. There may be some of you that want to look into that. Of course, if you have one, you might already be aware. How about medics of Reddit? Because Volvo, yes. Ford Explorers, no. Dodge Neons, also no. Honda, also yes. I'm also kind of amazed that more people don't shoulder tap their firefighter, medic, or emergency room doctor friends for car purchasing advice. I was in a really bad accident while I was driving a Honda Accord. The car didn't make it, but the police and firefighters were pretty surprised that I did. Honda for the win. Guys, if we're learning anything from this thread, it's buy a Honda. Motorcycles are my thing. I wouldn't touch a Ducati or any modern BMW. Build quality is abysmal. On another note, all cars will crumble to dust before my old 2002 Yaris does. Japanese import. Without a doubt, the best little crap box of a car on the face of the earth. When the apocalypse comes, the cockroaches will be all that's left alive and they'll be driving that 2002 Yaris. I'm imagining a Mad Max future where everyone drives around in a Yaris. Used car salesman here, so I'll list an order from worst. Number one, any Rover. You know it's bad when an extended warranty costs 15k. Two, most Audis over 50k. Three, anything Chrysler. Four, Ford economy cars. These being Escapes, Fiestas, and Fusions. Motors are usually okay, but electrical can be hit or miss. Every car is different, so don't take my word for it. Just get a warranty if you can. Number five, Nissan Leafs. I could keep going. Going, but yeah, I want to say that's the first Nissan we've seen, but maybe not. Anyhow, another hit on Chrysler and cheap Fords and Rovers. Eesh. Don't buy a 2013 Jetta. It has general mechanical issues, and if you crash it, it's screwed. Trust me. After owning a Jeep, never own a Jeep. At least not as your primary car and have plenty of funds to fix it. Something I've picked up on over the years if you want to buy a car. I'm sure some will disagree, but it's just a general guideline. 1974 and earlier, buy American. Ford 200 inline 6 will outlast us all and decent mileage to boot. 1975 to 1995, buy German. More rigorous maintenance, but built to last forever. 1995 plus, Japanese. Cheap, reliable, no frills cars. 2010 plus, Japanese and Korean. Top of the food chain at the moment. More advice recommending to buy Asian. I don't know guys, not looking like a whole lot of other options out there. My Hummer H3 is the worst car on the planet. Since hitting 110k, I've had to do a $700 to $900 repair every two months or so. The car is paid off, but with these repairs, I might as well be having a car payment. Dude, look up recalls and get them fixed. My boss's H3 went up in flames and burned to the ground because there was a recall he didn't know about. Fire started under the glove box. This could just be punishment for owning a Hummer. 
Mechanic here. To be fair and honest, there isn't a single brand or model to pinpoint. It's all about how you take care of it. I've seen $200,000 cars that I wouldn't take a leak on to put out a fire, and I've seen $2,000 vehicles that are apocalypse-proof. Some of my friends and co-workers spend so much money on repairing their cars or buying new ones, just to neglect them and get to the same, oh, it's a piece of crap mentality. Meanwhile, my derelict in appearance 18-year-old truck, I've been the owner for the last eight, soldiers on with just basic service and a few fixes and upgrades here and there. That is an important factor at the end of the day. A lot of it comes down to the owner. You have to take care of your car. Glad to see my Chevrolet Silverado surviving this thread just fine. Dodge trucks, not so much. Maybe you haven't been paying attention, but at the same time, a lot of the comments we've had have said that the trucks are better, so at least you have that going for you. This may be an unpopular opinion, but I'll say V6 Hondas and Acuras with 5-speed automatics. The transmission is fine in 4-cylinder cars, but apparently has a fluid passage design flaw that can become further restricted with debris, causing overheating and failure of one or more clutch packs. The issue seems to manifest itself due to the extra torque in V6 applications. I believe it only affects models years 2002 to 2006. There's a reason that the 03 Accord Coupe V6 is a third the price of a similar four-cylinder model. The V6 might be on its second or third transmission. First mark against Honda and Acuras here, but to be fair, we're talking about 20-year-old cars here, so I don't think we need to worry about that too much. Everyone throws out a turd now and then. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot. Linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.